going on, 52 family? So before we get into this episode, we would like for you to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to. And if you're on Spotify, you are actually the real winners, okay? That means you are watching. That means you're also in tune with any other polls or any other content that we have coming out. Spotify is the place to be. So if you're not on Spotify, if you're not tuning into us on Spotify, you're, you're still loved, but you're missing out, okay? <laughs> so please make sure you check us out there. Also, follow us at 52 Dallas on Instagram. We want to thank y'all so much for your love and support. We really do appreciate it. Now, let's get into this episode. You're listening to the 52 Podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the 52 Podcast. It is I, your host, Brandon J. Walker, here once again with Demarie. Hi, guys. The Demarie. Stop saying it like that. Like, Why? I'm going to say it every single time. It like, I'm just this prestige person, and I'm just some regular schmegula degula girl from the Bronx, okay? If you was regular schmegula, you wouldn't be on his podcast, <laughs> you feel me? I only go to war with the greats, okay. with the goats, you feel me? I, I take it. How I, you feeling? I feel good. You feel good? It's yeah, Friday. It is Friday. And uh, we love y'all. Not for real. Because we here on a Friday night, okay? Friday night instead of... Being with the fam or hanging out, enjoying the evening. Out in these streets. We are here making content for you guys. Amen. You feel me? Amen. So, D, I'm going to let you take lead. Okay. And kind of facilitate what we will be diving into today. Okay. So, today is going to be a lighter um, episode for you guys. We do have some questions that we've gotten, like, repeatedly. Um, and so, we just thought, hey... Why don't we just take the time to actually answer some of these questions? Yeah. Um, there are five questions, very simple. So we won't, you know, you know, like in the old church, like we won't be before you long. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be before you guys very long. But we're just going to go ahead and get straight into it. So the first question, um, the most asked question, um, and we're going to ask this to the visionary Mr. B, this was your vision. This is your baby. This is your this is your gift to the world. So, where do you see the Fifty Two brand in five years? Ah, uh, man, in in five years, I would love to see us being like a staple in Dallas. Mm. Like, uh, like if you're in Dallas and you're not a part of what we're doing, like you're missing out. Yeah. Creatively. Yeah, creatively. creatively. Yeah, like I want to create a space here that is known and respected amongst all creatives in the city. And I also want to become a household name at film festivals. Ooh, nice. Because honestly, like with the expansion of Dallas and things that's going on here, like there's a lot of creatives that are coming here. Yeah. And there's so many other communities um, but there's not really a big like creative community. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like Dallas at one point was such a click, especially when it comes to uh, creative, like creative work and things like that. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, let me see your five page resume before working with me. And it's like, girl, like, yeah, we do the same thing. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? I've always said, and I will continue to say, the collaborative work, I believe, is the best work. Yeah. As much vision and as much drive and as much determination as you have on your own, I feel like bringing someone else into that fold 
allows you, number one, to see something that maybe you didn't see, you know what I'm saying, by bringing another perspective in. Yeah. But just, like, you exposing yourself to another creative, you're uh, you're giving yourself an opportunity to mm-hmm. learn. And grow. You're giving yourself an opportunity to grow, network, change, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, adapt. And I think that's amazing that that is your vision for this. Yeah. Um, and I'm grateful what, to be a part of that, honestly. Because whether it's writing rooms, whether it's um, giving other filmmakers a chance to get some feedback on some of their stuff, whether it's artists coming and previewing, previewing music or yeah. us hosting a space for people to do um, listening parties and having a trusted room yeah. of music lovers and creatives that can give good, honest feedback. And... I think a safe space is important for us. And that's the reason why we don't trust people. Exactly. There's this fear of people stealing stuff and copying people's stuff and doing whatever with it. But letting people know that, hey, like here, we value artistry and we value the respect that comes with that. Right. So whether it's films, whether it's music, whether it's art, um, you know, this is a space for you to come in, connect with other people, and collab. That's, like, the most important thing you yes. said, collaboration. Because there's things that I have that are good ideas that can be GOAT ideas if I run it by the right person. Absolutely. And it's a sense it's a sense of, like, humbling yourself and understanding that you're not, yeah. you don't know everything. Yeah. And understanding that there are other artists that might have a better line than that one line that mm. you put in that, in that song or in that script. Or, hey, man, there's a better way to shoot that. Or there's a better way to go about this. Yeah. You know, I think this character would be better if, you know, and just having those conversations and, you know, becoming a household name in the city and showing people that Dallas got creatives too. Absolutely. And you don't, you don't have to move to L.A. You don't have to move to Miami. You don't have to move to New York. You don't yeah. have to move to Atlanta. Yeah. Like, Dallas it can hold its own. You know, there. I mean – they're getting ready to build a huge studio right. in Mansfield. Right, I and saw that. Yeah, they're building in Yellowstone's filming here right now. So, oh my god, yeah. So it's like I didn't even know. Yeah, that. they're filming. They're filming in uh, Mansfield, Midlothian, and Fort Worth. Wow. Yeah, the the Chosen okay. series is yeah. filmed in Midlothian. No way. Yeah, the whole the whole stage, the setup, like is in Midlothian. The old like the it looks like old Jerusalem and all, yeah. yeah, that's in, it's in Midlothian. Dallas can hold its own. Okay. Like, that's news for me. And yeah. that's amazing. First yeah. of all, if y'all have not seen the Chosen series on Netflix, shameless plug, because we love Jesus Christ over not here, y'all. Please go and check that out. And another shameless plug, because I don't want people to be um, misconstrued and thinking that this is just a podcast platform. Like, this is a 52 film. Okay, this is a 52 photography. This yeah. is a 52 um, culinary arts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? This is a 52 videography. Anything that has to do with like creative, in the creative aspect, music wise, film wise, entertainment wise, we want to be the hub for that. So if you are a scriptwriter, if you are an actor, actress, if you have any type of 
skill um, in any of those areas, I want to plug that out as well because I know that we're doing a lot of stuff on the film side as well. We have a whole team of 52 film and I know you talked about writing rooms and opening things up like that. So I wanted I wanted that to kind of be a plug out there so y'all can um, be alert and be on the lookout. You can yeah. alert your friends that are script, are script writers and screenwriters mm-hmm. so that they can know, like, hey, we're about to have a space for you guys. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to plug that. I think that's amazing. Yeah, and I even if you're not really there yet, but you want to get there, you know, there's people who, like, that's another thing. We're yeah. not gatekeepers. Yeah. I hate gatekeeping. I hate people who are trying to hold keys away from people. Yeah. And I want everybody to have access to the information and resources that I have. And it's like, if I got it, you got it. Facts. And if we got it, y'all got it. And if you always dreamed of being a screenwriter, if you always dreamed about writing music, if you always dreamed of making films, if you dreamed of doing art, if you just dreamed about podcasting, you just want to do something creative and producing or whatever the case is, you can learn it here. You don't have to have it all together. We're all in the journey and the journey is beautiful. Right. This is a community here at 52, y'all. So welcome. All right. Question number two. Um, what are your creative end goals? Um, wh- like, what what is the point for you where it's just like, all right, like, I've made it, like, as a creative. Like, what does that look like for you? I do. People hate on this. Like, Maurice is always like, <laughs> I don't care about this. Why you care Shout about this Shout out to stuff? Mo. We Shout love out to you. Mo, for sure. <laughs> and uh, I want to win an Oscar. Okay. I want to win an Oscar. Period. Um. And as far as filmmaking, my, my one of my dream projects is I want to do a movie on David. Mm. Like, I'm talking, like, Passion of the Christ-esque. Mm. Like, yeah. Like, a real raw look at David I and feel like life. David yeah. and Peter were the most, like, human, uh, yeah. like, now versions yeah, of humans. You know what I'm saying? That, um, that God chose to like display in the Bible. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's cool. Like a whole movie on David. Maybe, maybe that might be bring the Oscar. I don't know. I think we got some other ideas that might bring up, but that's we go one, one day that's going to come out. But, um, yeah. I, I want to win an Oscar and I want 52 to turn into a, like a creative conference. Okay. Like, I remember going to Passion Conference in 2012. Mm, okay. And I'm like, yo, they just packed out a yeah. football stadium yeah. for people to just come. And worship. And worship. Yeah. But they had breakout sessions, and everybody who got registered got broken down into colors, and then you went into a smaller room from that big stadium to a room with, like, 500, and then with that 500, you were broken up into groups of, like, 20. Mm. with random people from across the world. And so I was like, man, like it would be dope to have a creative conference where we're able to pack out a stadium, where yeah. creatives come from all over the world. And also being able to create breakout sessions catered to p- like specific people's yeah. professions and niches. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you're in the fashion, hey, Jerry Lorenzo's here, and he's teaching on the art of blank. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. into photography, videography, it's like, yo, we got so-and-so here, like, Creating this annual conference that's just giving back to creatives. Yes. Because we need it. Yeah. And and it. through that, being able to help creatives and give out funding opportunities, giving yeah. out scholarships for 
uh, art school, like just paying it forward that way. Okay. Like that that's I would say those are my two end goals. Okay. I like that. We're we're praying and believing for an Oscar, okay? Not for that, real. That's amazing. You hear that Mo? Period. <laughs> I mean we we still got work to do. We're still grinding, but yeah, we're we're yeah. We're naming and claiming that, okay? We don't do the prosperity, but we're naming and claiming. Um, <laughs> my creative end goals, I feel like, because I feel like God is, like, really opening my mind up to just different avenues of creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking is obviously a new one for me. Um, really? I've always been a singer. Yeah, I've always, you know, done background, things like that. I'm, you know, getting into my own as far as, like, photography, but like um, in all of those facets, my my ultimate end goal is I just want to be an example. You know what I mean? Like I truly believe, believe that representation matters. Representation mm-hmm. is important. And not only is like represent, representing me as a black woman, but representing mm-hmm. myself as a Christian as well. Yeah. It's like you can go into these spaces that God may be calling you into, spaces that seem really dark mm-hmm. um, and like just very worldly, and you can still be a light for Jesus Christ there. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I ultimately want to use my creativity to minister Mm-hmm. To let people know, like, you can look like me, you can dress like me, you can talk like me, you can laugh like me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your nails can be like mine, you can, your, your whole, you know what I'm saying, like, whatever. And God can still be, like, use you yeah. for his glory and for a purpose. And so it doesn't matter what that looks like. God has something specifically for you. Yeah. Um, and I want people to know that, like, throughout any type of imperfections or flaws or, you know, it may take you a couple years to develop a certain craft or to get where you want to be. But like, ultimately like in God's timing, like you will get where you need to be for for other people to see like, Hey, like this is possible. And this is the person that helped me do that. Yeah. So that's my ultimate end goal. Honestly, like I just, I just want to be that for someone like, so many other women have been for me so i think especially with our generation we're we're taking on like the responsibility of changing definitions and yeah like we're Let's taking we're taking about that we're, we're taking oh terms gosh. that everybody's been used to yes and we're redefining them yes and like we man we we're having a conversation today so like we were talking about the documentary with a amazing woman named Miss Cynthia, uh, and shout out Miss Cynthia, now nah, for real. Woo-hoo. And she she's a legend in herself. But um, we were talking with her, and we showed her the pitch deck and yeah. the pitch video and everything. And in the pitch video, I say I say damn, in the in the pitch video, um, the the line was you know in the beginning God, He created. Right. You know, and, and I'd be damned if you okay. think that he doesn't take art seriously, right. right? And the conversation came up of, like, you know, let's just be careful because that might turn people, people off, off. Yeah. right? True. And my initial thought was, like, yeah, but the people who would get mad about that, I ain't even, these aren't the people I'm talking to. Right. Like. We're not here for, like, the legalistic Yeah, people. the legalistic, right? Yeah. And And Maurice being the old soul godfather that he is. Um, he was just like, he's like, yeah, but 
I feel like we, man, it convicted me, man. He was like, I feel like we get so caught up trying to be relatable that we let certain stuff slide because we think it gives us, like, credibility of being relatable. Mm. And it's like, Mm. I mean, in order for me to be a relatable Christian, I don't have to cuss. Facts. But that's where my mind was unintentionally going. Yeah. Right? And it was just like, dang, I, I wasn't thinking like that way yeah. and thinking that oh, I got to talk a certain way so people can understand that. I'm, but I hate the fact that we're even in positions like that to even think that. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that goes from the church side and also the creative the, side, the, the, the world and, yeah. and, and the industry, like yeah. people hate Christianity on this side. And then on this side, they hate the industry Yeah. and there's no middle ground. Yeah. And you have us, 52s just running around in the middle trying to figure out like where the, the yeah you know yeah. like where's where's the line and and that's the hardest part of figuring out where that line is because when you're trying to redefine a word it's like you got to be careful with the verbiage and you got to be careful because this definition can pave the way for the next generation yeah or it can completely de- redirect them to a, a, a whole nother t- yeah, place that we weren't even supposed to be at. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I feel that. And it's it's a tough responsibility. <sighs> it's tough. I feel like God has burdened this generation, like the millennials specifically, with just a whole lot of like generational curse breaking and you know, nah, for real. Um, family rerouting and all just just so much stuff that like. Granted, our parents maybe did not have the tools, but because we do have the tools, I feel like we are burdened with that responsibility to, like, make that change. And it's exhausting. Like, I'm tired, okay? Like, <laughs> if they said it was going to be like this, I would, I would probably would have been like, okay, Lord, like, you might have to pick somebody else because nah, for real, this is a lot of work. But honestly, like, Jokes aside, I take on the challenge wholeheartedly just because I know, like, if it if it don't, if it's not going to be me, I don't know nobody else who would, you know what I'm saying, who would. So why not? Why yeah. not me? It's 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 going to, man, the amount of bravery it takes to step on a set, to step in a studio, and to wear your heart on your sleeve, our heart is Christ, right? Yeah. So it's like we've been put. We it's like we've been put in submission. Yeah. To a point to where we we we're afraid to wear our heart on our sleeves. Mm-hmm. Like people get fired from jobs. Yeah. For believing in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. Yeah. But then you start having questions, and you're like, "Yo, but if I was Muslim, I wouldn't have this issue. If I was Jewish, I wouldn't have this issue. I'm not anti-Semitic, so don't even try me. Try me with that. I cook all y'all. Anyways, if I was Jewish, I wouldn't have this situation. <laughs> if I was Muslim, I wouldn't have to yeah. be in that situation. There's a level of respect to others, right? Yeah. And that honestly put me in a position to really think about what we believe. And I'm like, there got to be something about what about Christianity for so many people to not like it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if, if I'm constantly talking about... So I had... There's somebody who was very open about like, ah, oh man, porn, porn. If you watch porn, that's gay. Mm. Like, or if you watch porn, 
Like, that's just weird. Like, if you watch, like, okay, you know, yeah, it's, it's a penis on the screen, you right? Feel me? So it's just right. like it's automatically uh, awkward, yeah. Or if you watch porn, like this, that, and the other, but then come to find out, like, that person be watching porn. So it's like <laughs> the people who be screaming the loudest be the ones that really be doing, doing this, it, right? Stuff. So, like, They're when just I hear projecting at that point, exactly. So, yeah. when I see so many people projecting hate towards Christianity, it makes me look and be like. Something happened there. Yeah, there's there's a reason. There's a reason there. Yeah. And when you look in the industry, whether it's music, whether it's film, a lot of these people have faith backgrounds. They grew up in church. Yeah. They grew up in families who went to church. They know scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at some point, the church failed them. And therefore, they believe God failed them. Exactly. Yeah. And that was actually another one of the questions. Yes. I think, wasn't it? Um. Uh. What What is your line? What is a moral line for you between what you will and won't do? Like, what is that? What is that line for you? Like, creatively, um, to where it's like, this is too far. Mm-hmm. This is going against who I am as a man, or who I am as Brandon, or who I am as a Christian. Like, what is? What are some of those things for you? I'm trying to decide in my mind if I'm gonna say it or not. I've, my discernment is telling me I should. Say it. I Okay, so for me, I will never let a network force me to put gay characters in my, in my scripts. Mm. Not going to happen. Mm. Not because I have anything against people who are gay. Yeah. Like, same thing, me being, me being a believer. Bro, you can tell me I'm wrong all day. You can yeah. tell me you're an atheist all day. You can tell me you're a Satanist. You can tell me this, that, and the other. At the end of the day, hey, that's your decision. Right. At the end of the day, when we all die, we're going to have to have that conversation with whoever is on the other side. Right. In my case, I believe that it's Christ. Right. The Alpha and the Omega, right? And so for me, I'm like, I'm not going to jeopardize that just to fulfill your agenda, opinion, or a piece. forced occlu- inclusion, yeah. right? Yeah. And for me, I draw the line on that because that's just not in my, in my belief system. Like, I... I don't judge anybody who is gay, but that doesn't mean I have to support. Right. Absolutely. Support what you do. Yeah. Like, I love you. I love you. I respect you. Re- respect you and what you choose to do. That's just not me. Exactly. And, and that's okay. And that's okay. And that's like, okay. And we, we're in an era where, like, it's it's very hard for people to disagree with things. Man, Dis- somebody, agree to disagree. somebody just heard that and went into just explicit right <laughs> oh yeah they they immediately explicit were like yeah rage. y'all cussing me out of y'all Cancel car right now 52 right now they are bigots <laughs> and let me tell you something you can't cancel what god did period oh say that can't again. cancel what god did so I, I all i know is that's that's one of my big lines mm-hmm. and things that just go against my beliefs in general doesn't have to be just Anything with the LGBTQ community. Yeah. The the alphabet boys. But all I know is <laughs> But all I know I is is like, dash. nah for real. <laughs> nah for real. You put me on for sure. But like outside of that, if if anything that just makes me feel like I'm compromising my faith. Yeah. Things that I feel like God gonna have to have a discussion with me about at some point. Mm. Like my salvation ain't worth your opinion. Facts. Or me just trying to appease a certain people group. Exactly. By having this in the film. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. First of all, we black. We've been hearing the false 
the false notion of inclusion forever. Forever. <laughs> so just because you add a black person to a film don't make me feel better about being black. Right. And the black person is Meghan Markle. <laughs> Yo, you got it. Like, okay, girl. <laughs> it's all right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, for real. I, I, th- I think there's like... There has to be a sense of conviction and a sense of discernment. Yeah. And it's like, and, th- and th- I think this is the issue that we have as believers is like, if it doesn't fall within what we feel is right, yeah, we completely write the other pe- person off, mm. other other group of people off. Yeah. I will, you will never hear me bad mouth anybody in the LGBTQ community. You will never hear me do it because I love them. You will never hear me dog anybody who is a Satanist. People who tell me that my God isn't real. You will never. I love you, bro. Like, that's your opinion. Right. And you have every right to believe what you want to believe. And there's nothing that I can do. God to can change your heart. You. Exactly. We are not a changer of hearts. Mm-hmm. We, we may be able to give perspective. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is not. It is not in our power to change someone's heart as to who they believe they are or what they choose to believe or what they choose to do with their Mm -hmm. life. Like if anything, we're just sent on this earth to love everybody. Yeah. And that includes the LGBTQ community. I think for me, um, a line for me, um, I'm just not willing to, I'm not willing to, Kinda in like you're like on the same vein as you. I'm not willing to like dumb down anything. Yeah. I'm not willing to sugarcoat anything. I'm not willing to over sexualize anything. I think we have so much of that, like in media or just in culture in general. Like some of the top performers, the top people, and they're half naked. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're you're day near seeing they coochie. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know when you say that. But, like, you know, it's, everything is just so exposed. And I, I'm i not with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm kind of, like, on a Tori Kelly vibe. Like, mm-hmm. you are you are able to get your point across without, you know, having your boobs out or, you know, yeah. shaking your butt all the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think there's things that can be, that can be expressed beautifully um, to still get whatever your point is across without yeah. it getting to a point where it's like, oh, this is a little scandalous, it's a little risque. Um, I'm also not willing to, uh, if I, if God is, if God is calling me to, um, like, if the, if God is co- using this platform for His name, like, and someone's trying to censor that, like, that's not for me either. You know what I mean? Almost like a Steph Curry thing. Like, Steph Curry didn't sign with Nike because... They were telling him to not do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wanted to put scripture on the, on the soles of the shoe or, like, you know, the little, the little things on the inside of the shoe. Mm -hmm. Like, he was willing to put scripture there. Like, he wanted scripture there. And Nike was like, no. So, Steph Curry was like, 
no. You know what I mean? Like, if God is calling me to use this platform for his name and whatever entity is in front of me is not allowing me to do that, then yeah. this is where I walk away. Because the second that I take this opportunity mm-hmm. um, and negate God, I've, uh, I've immediately, like, whatever success comes after that is out of God's hands. Yeah. Because I decided to do it outside of his will. Mm-hmm. So I... I'm at a point right now where I don't want nothing if it's not in the will of God, okay? I don't want it. I don't need it. Get it out of my face. If it's not aligned with his will for my life and what I'm supposed to do, it's a no for me. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, too. Um, When we talk about these spaces, it's been put on my heart, and I um, sent a video uh, message to Brandon earlier today um, I honestly feel like God is burdening a lot of individuals in the kingdom to take their position, yeah, to take their place, um, to stop with the procrastination and stop with the comparison and stop with the fears and these daily habits that are that are distracting us from what it is that we know we're supposed to do. Like, I really feel like there, this is this is a clarion call for everyone to get in your position, whether your position is in fashion or whether your position is in the education system or in politics yeah. or, you know, whatever sphere or whatever world that God is mm-hmm. calling you to. Like, it's time yeah. because I really feel like God is calling us to establish his kingdom on earth. Mm-hmm. There is a clear kingdom when we talk about the world. Yeah. That that kingdom is confusion. Mm-hmm. You know, like that kingdom is division. Yeah. That kingdom is lust. Yeah. Nah, that kingdom real. is, you know what I'm saying, like discord. That kingdom is like bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? And it's disguised as you know, glamour or luxury and things like that. So when people are presented that that kingdom and they get into these kingdoms and they realize, oh, like this ain't this ain't what I thought it was. And so now they're out lost in the world searching for something else and they try to come into the kingdom of God and like what 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 can be identified in the world as the kingdom of God? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like us in the church, we're so concerned about, oh, your pastor got on Nikes. Where's your Where's his suit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we too concerned about, oh, you voted Republican. Oh, you voted Democrat. Mm-hmm. Oh, you voted for Joe Biden. You know what I mean? Like, all this Joe Biden talk recently. Like, we're so concerned about really trivial things. Yeah. Things that God is not actually concerned about. Not concerned about. And we are missing the point, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, of why God called us to these certain purposes, to these certain crafts, so that we can make heaven on earth and so that people can see not only is this kingdom a powerful kingdom, but this is a kingdom that's good for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When Bible, when when the Bible um, calls us to obey God's commands, and you and people are asking, well, why I gotta, well, why I gotta do this? Well, why I gotta stop doing that? Well, why I gotta stop doing this? Like, hey, here's a here's a group of people 
mm-hmm. who taking those <laughs> those commandments seriously, yeah. who've applied those things to their lives, and they can tell you how that has benefited them. Mm-hmm. But there's not enough of us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like there's not enough of us. A, a Michael Todd is not. Yes, his his reach is big. But he is not called to the whole world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people who are called to your gifting. There Mm -hmm. are people who are called to your talents. There's people who are called to what you have to say and what your purpose is. So when you are out of line and when you're out of the will of God, those people are not reached. Mm -hmm. Even if those people are, it's two people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we're so concerned about the number. Like, oh, I, I'm not getting 10,000 views. That's okay. Yeah. The 85 people that watch this video, somebody's that's soul. somebody's soul got, you know what I'm saying, got what they needed. Quality out of those over eight, quantity. Exactly. So I really feel like when we talk about the line and we talk about, you know, compromising, when we're talking about things um, – that need to be changed. Or even when we, like last episode, when we were talking about um, the calling. Yeah. Um, I think that, that that is another aspect of it too. Like God is calling us to get in position. Because yeah. as we can see, the world is is going to world. Mm-hmm. And it's going to keep worlding. Nah, <laughs> and it's going to get worse and yeah. worse and worse and worse. Yep. And there we need to have something established here so that when people are out wandering and lost, yeah. they know that they have a place that they can come to and mm-hmm. we can stop with all this church hurt and we can stop with all this back and forth and division. Oh, you were, oh, your collarbone is showing. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody will see this shirt that I have on. And got something to say. And have something to say just yeah. because I'm talking about Jesus Christ. And it's like, we, we are concerned about the wrong things. Yeah. We need to come together in unity so that God's kingdom can be established on earth so that people can come in. Yeah. Like your, your heart is exactly right. Jesus was refuge. It, so if we are supposed crazy. to be the hands and feet, if we're supposed to be representative of God's mm-hmm. like, we need to be a, a place where people can come yeah. and lay down their burdens and walk through their traumas mm-hmm. and go through their process of stopping their habits or, you know what I'm saying? Go through their process to change that. Like we need, there needs to be refuge here on earth yeah. for people who are looking for something out, outside of what the world has to yeah. offer. And I think we're entering that point now. Yeah. And like, I, it's funny, you brought up my hat and I was thinking about my hat in that exact moment because a, a lady downstairs mm. complimented my hat and she was, she was like, I'm a refugee. Mm. And the brand, everybody's, who, if you can't see my hat says Jesus was a refugee. And the company who puts this hat out is a company that does the, he gets his commercials. Mm-hmm. And, when they did the Super Bowl commercials, people were pissed. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. AOC got on Twitter and went off about it. What? Um, yeah, like people were pissed off about those commercials. And there was nothing, like these commercials were just saying, hey, Jesus loves the people that we hate. And it was just showing a bunch of like BLM riots. Yes. It was showing insurrection riots. Mm-hmm. It was showing people arguing over politics at family functions. Right. It's like we have been divided over things that don't matter. Don't matter. And at the end of the day, Jesus loves the people we hate. And the reason why I even left LA was because I I felt I felt like 
I was losing my soul. Mm. Like I got to a very dark point and I wasn't going to church. I was dealing with church hurt for the first time in my life. Yeah. I, I, I realized how spoiled I was growing up. Like I had amazing pastors. I was a part of an amazing church. Yeah. I had amazing friends. Like my, my faith didn't get shaken up until I moved to LA mm. because I went from the Bible belt to where there's a church on every corner. Yeah. To having church in the club. Mm. Like we rolling in and people leaving from the club, leaving the club from the night before. Yeah. And I've, I finally got to like see people who don't believe like, Oh, y'all don't, y'all don't just not believe in God. Y'all openly oppose him. Mm. And that was my first time seeing that and hearing it. And wait, this is from the pulpit. No, this is just in in Los Angeles in general. Okay. Okay. And I was just like, yo, like, I really don't know my stuff. Mm. I'm, I'm like, can't really fully engage in these conversations. Cause it's like, I'm at risk of getting ate up. Cause I ain't, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cuz it's like you're yeah. not equipped. Yeah. And so it took church hurt and being isolated. And even though it was crazy in my moment of isolation mm-hmm. and where I completely removed God from my life, I got all these dope opportunities. Mm. I'm in the studio with people I shouldn't be in the studio with. I'm in Rooms with execs from studios and networks that I shouldn't be in a room with. Mm. I'm in a room with actors and actresses and musicians that I used to watch on TV and listen to on my phone. Mm. The enemy began to trick me and make me think that life's good without God. Mm. Because when I had him. It was chaos. It was chaos. In your perspective. Yeah. I was working six days a week, yeah. slaving, slaving at Zara, and barely getting by. Mm. And now, I'm, I got all these opportunities and this, that, and the other. But he was grooming me. Mm. He was grooming me. And, you, and it's crazy how, like, we get so desensitized to things. That's why you got to be in, in connection with God, bro. Because if you're not, your discernment's off. And yeah. you ain't got no discernment. You can't see the reality of what's in front of yes. you. Yes. And I'm not saying I'm not saying Illuminati is real, but there are elitists out here making making moves and and creating creating uh narratives and my we, we don't even want to get on that because we could literally go another hour and a half. Like listen. I, I I will I will tell this one story. I will tell this one story. I was this is when I this was the day after the fifty two premiere. Okay. I took some friends to Point Doom Beach in Malibu. Okay. That's where I used to go, dope, dopest view of the sunset. Mm-hmm. And we went out there, but there's very little parking. So you had to park in the neighborhoods. Okay. And so park in the neighborhood like normal. We all walk down. We're out there for about two hours. We're walking back. The sun's not fully down. It peaked the horizon, but still light out. And when we got there, we saw like, a bunch of families like going into this house. So it was like a kid's birthday party. Or something okay. Like that. On the way back, we hear like just w- weird 
noises, just like chanting, kind of. And we're walking past the same house. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> all of, and this is Malibu, so all of these houses have shrubbery. All of these houses like have. Like privacy shrubs. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. and big gates yeah. to the driveway. So you can, can't see the houses. Right. This house had shrubbery. And but there were certain parts where you can kind of see through. Scared. <laughs> we peeked through the shrubs. Full on seance happening. <gasps> With the kids. Kids running around butt naked. All the adults are in all white. I'm like, oh my god! Surely you're you're you're, you're filming a, a horror film. Surely this right. is a movie set. There's or something. no no. There's no. Clue. This was legit. This was legit. Malibu got its own fire department. Malibu got its own police department. I'm out. I'm not going to stick around here. And that was my introduction to, like, the world. Yeah. Oh, this is a thing. Yeah. Like, these are things that people think are conspiracy theories. Like, ain't nobody doing uh, this stuff. It's like. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. It's dark. Mm. And if you not in tune with him. You're going to walk right into it. You're going to walk right into it. And I walked right into it. And I seen it a year plus before. Mm. And I was still oblivious to it. Mm. And then next thing you know, I'm in a room. And I'm hearing a specific person talking about they want me to show my third eye. So on this album cover, I got a boom, 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 boom. And I'm like. Oh, I can't wait till we cut so I can get this name. Okay. I'm like. Ooh, that's T. This is this is where I knew I was in deep. No, no, no. This is, this is when I knew I was in deep, because I'm like, you're comfortable having this conversation around me. Mm. That means huh. that's, this is who they are. Like, yeah, you're showing me behind the curtain. Times, absolutely. You're showing me Jesus. behind the curtain. Mm. And if and I got I, I freaked out. I got scared. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't roll with this no more. It's time, man. I can't roll with this no more. It's time. A month later I moved my I moved my little black butt back to Texas. <laughs> I initially it was like, I need two months. I yeah. ain't went back. <laughs> I mean, I've always I've always deemed like, you know, those hotspot hubs, you know what I'm saying? Like LA, New York, Atlanta. Like I've always deemed those spots as like heavy, like warfare. Yes. But um that's insane, though. Like just to just to like looking back, like to see that that was yeah. that was the games that were mm-hmm. at play, and I can only imagine other creatives who are in those exact spaces, like right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And maybe either not having the eyes to see, or just not having the heart to care, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this is yeah. paying my bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is help, this is supporting my family, or this may be, you know, helping me out, or this will advance my career, and it's like not really understanding or realizing that, you know, every way up is not the best way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what glitters ain't gold. You know what I'm saying? And the lives or the things that you see other people have comes at a cost. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You have no idea what that cost is for that individual. Mm-hmm. Like, 
people, people, like we talked about Beyonce the other day. Like I, I genuinely like can only imagine what she experiences on a day-to-day basis, just being who she is and being at the level of power and influence and finances mm-hmm. that she has. Like people like Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? People like Cardi B. Like I feel like, not to say I'm speaking on their pockets because I have absolutely no idea, but like the Bible is true. Like, you know, the gift, like gifts from God maketh you rich and they add no sorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you have $250 million dollars, and every day you wake up and you think about committing suicide, that's something that you need to really reconsider. And a lot of people, they take in, they they bring in this facade of like what, what this aspect or what this thing has to offer. Like people jump into the creative aspect and thinking that oh, it's just we're just out here making films and you know all this da 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 da. And it's like no, this is long hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this is meetings and meetings and meetings and going back to the drawing board 76 times before we're even here at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, 9.5 at times out of 10, a lot of work where for little to no pay. Little to no. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I know creatives for the first 10 years of their career they were building for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of delayed it's a gratification. a lot of delayed gratification, and a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. A lot of people just see reels and all this other stuff on Instagram, mm-hmm. and they think it's just so simple, and they think yep. that these pictures are just, you know, and not realizing, no, this person took 17 hours in front of a computer editing. Yeah. Like, it's it's a whole thing. And so I, I really want to encourage people, like, when you say having having that discernment, but also it's just time. It's time to get in line. It's time to get in place because the world needs it. No, for real. Like, in, a, in the most non-cliche, actual, practical, for real, like, BFFR, like, the world needs mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Those who are believers in Christ and those who are called to a specific um, position or a specific yeah. world, you're needed. And yeah. as creators, we got to be on guard. Yeah. And because in, no in no way am I saying that all of Hollywood is pedophiles. And, Absolutely. And, and yeah. Satan worshippers. They, they are drinking. there. Yeah, they're, they're there. But it, it, it's not the yeah. it's not the whole industry yeah. in its entirety. Yeah. Absolutely. But there's a level of oppression that comes with being a creative that no, a lot of people would never ever come in contact with ever in their lives. Yeah. It's the same reason why worship leaders are the first people to get get hit in a church. Mm-hmm. The enemy's always going after worship leaders. Worship leaders are always failing, having a, affairs. Le- like doing some of the most ridiculous things. We've been in church a long time. Yeah. We've known a lot of worship leaders yeah. and, and pastors as well. Pastors are creatives. And there's a reason why, for me, there's a reason why the enemy attacks worship leaders. Because if he can take the worship out, he takes the presence out. So if he takes the presence out, it's, just a, dorm- it's a dormant building. Absolutely. That's just prone to him wreaking havoc and causing chaos and confusion. 
And if you as a creative are not paying attention and nourishing your spiritual life, you are being susceptible to attacks and you're susceptible to chaos and confusion because you don't know what truth is. Yeah. You know what opinions are. Yeah. You may have opinion <clears throat> may have opinions. You may know other people's opinions. I know what the world's opinion is. Yeah. I don't agree with it. They know my opinion. They don't agree with it. But at the end of the day, when I leave this earth, I'd rather be a believer and be wrong than to be an unbeliever and be wrong. My mom used to say it all the time, it's better to need it or it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and, and not I have it. it. Woo. And that's always stuck with me. Like in just any, in just any decision or situation, like it's better to have the knowledge. Cause just like you may soak up all this knowledge and you may never need it. But if it comes to a point where it's like, okay, yeah, I can pull, you know what I'm saying? I can pull from that because I've, I've consumed that. And I feel like yeah. that's, that's the relationship with God. Like if you spend time with God, you're, you're so like, he's depositing in you what you need. Yeah. So that way, when, you, when the time comes, you have it, mm-hmm. like you have your salvation, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so that when you die, it's like, to be honest, we have no idea because we're not dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have no idea what's on the other side. So I, I would much rather have my faith and not need it than to, to die and just be like, oh, oh, so all this was real. Yeah. Like, this wasn't just propaganda. Too late This then. wasn't just, you know what I'm saying, hearsay. This wasn't just a money scheme. This was real. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. That was good. Wow. I think that's really amazing. Get in line, people. Get ready. Get in position. Because it's, 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 it's about to go down. It's, it's already go down. going down. Nah, that's for real. It's already going I've down. N- man, I mean, you look at everything that's been happening over the last few years, especially the last year. Yeah. You look at everything from Sam Smith at the Grammys. It's just like... it. it just blatant... Just in our blatant face. In, in your our face. face. There's no hiding it anymore. I remember watching, um, I was like turning on to some like early show or something like that. I think I was in the mood to watch some cartoons. I put on like Nickelodeon or something like that. And it shows on Nickelodeon like Nick Jr. And these kids are having same-sex parents. You know what I mean? Like children. Leave the kids who alone, don't man. even know how to speak and advocate for themselves as to what they want or who they are, and they're being indoctrined with mm-hmm. this type of mentality. You know what yeah. I mean? It's scary. I feel I feel bad for, for kids today because they're confused. Yes, they're confused. Whether it's gender stuff, whether it's CRT stuff, whether it's like, I, it, it's just a lot of confusion. It's going, and now that I have a kid, I'm like, there's way more pressure. Yeah. On yo, is my kid going to public school or not? Mm. Because they out here tweaking. Yeah. They out here wilding. Yeah. And it's just like for your kid's sake. 
like, why would why would I want to put my kid in these situations? They're like, oh, I'm scared for my kid to go to school because of, of the school getting shot up. That's the least of my worries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. And that may that may we offend people. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. Look, that may that may that may offend people. I'm okay. from Texas. I got that hole puncher on me. Period. I got the it gun at the crib. ain't nothing because anybody can go get a gun for we, real. We don't need to be fighting for real for gun control. We need to be fighting for mental health. We need to be fighting for people to get help. People who need help. Yes. And it's crazy. There's this. Um, there was this uh, study that just came out. On how depression rates are like sky, sky right they're now. skyrocketing, yeah, and they're specifically skyrocketing on people who are in liberal cities or believe liberal beliefs. Mm. And I'm like, that's interesting. Mm. And it's mostly young women, yeah, young liberal women, yeah, are dealing with depression at a unprecedented rate. rate an alarming rate. Yeah. And it's like, why is that? What's what's happening? Confusion. Yeah. Like I think we had this conversation where it's like, yo, like I'm a man. I'm not a cis man. Yeah. You are a woman. Not a cis, not a We cis we man. we have fought for women's rights for so long. And now women's rights are literally under attack and nobody is realizing it. Forget men. You, you want to call me a cis man? Whatever, dude. I'm a, I'm a man anyways. But for women, women have come so far, whether it's sports, whether it's business. Academics. Academics leadership. have come so far to now be not considered a woman. You're just a cis woman. And it's like. The fact that there are men who can claim to be women to come in to women's sports, that pisses me off. I don't care what y'all say, that pisses me off. Because women's sports is still being, like, still going to war. Yeah. Whether it's the WNBA. Listen. Like, still trying to fight. The situation. Bro, still trying to fight for. Basic rights. Like, like just. Maternity leave. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. That is We're wild. We're still trying to get, like, basic things for ourselves. Things that other countries do. Do. Like, other countries Other countries have maternity leave for, like, eight months. Nine months. Full pay. Full pay. Like, yeah. My wife got, she got, she initially got eight weeks, but she got an extra two because she had a C-section. Mm. Like, that's like a, it, mm. like, that's a... But since you had a C-section, we'll give you an extra two weeks. That's like, crazy. We, yeah, bro. America's spoiled. I have to be quiet on this on this particular subject, being a woman, because number one, it triggers me, and number two, like I've I've dealt with. You're a huge with, advocate for it. I am a huge advocate for it because. Anyway, 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 <laughs> I just. I, I can't say too much because that's really where my passion comes out. I am so passionate about women, and I'm so passionate about women's rights and women equality and the empowerment of women and how and how the empowerment of women benefits everyone. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? If done correctly and if done properly and if done purely, mm-hmm. it it 
it empowers and women empowerment empowers everyone. Yep. But anyway, <laughs> we we kind of we kind of took off. But I'm gonna bring it back to the last question because I know we talked about a lot of things, and I know people um, are looking for help, and we wanted to address um, church hurt. Um, and so the last question that I want to um, put out there is for people watching. Um, what are some ways in your either in your own personal journey or just like ways that you know in general what or what could help what are ways to overcome church hurt mm. I think I'm still learning it um I, I would say the the first thing I had to realize is I wouldn't say realize but remind myself is. I was, I was expecting humans to be superheroes. And I was realizing that I was doing that because of my dad wounds. Mm. Because if I have, and, and Tim, Tim Ross just talked about this on his uh, episode with his wife, and he was saying if you are, if you have a mother wound or if you have a father wound, you're more susceptible to church hurt. Mm. Because when you meet these people, you are looking for mom and dad traits. Yes. And whether it was Reed, whether it was Chad, whether it was my home church, whether it's Manny Orango, you know, it's just at, at, at some point you have to realize that people are human, right? Yeah. And the fact that even coming off the Hillsong stuff, at the end of the day, bro, like, Manny was the only dude who gave me a chance. Yeah. Because everybody else was, like, Your nah, cancer, yeah. You, yeah, bro, nah, like, you, you, can't, you can't come in here. Mm-hmm. We can't trust you kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and it hurt because it's, like, there's actual problems going on, and, I'm making, and it's being made out to be, like, I'm the abuser. Yeah. And I had to realize that I was putting people on pedestals that are just like me. They bleed just like me. They breathe just like me. They need sleep just like me. Yeah. And in order for you to overcome the hurt that came from church, and in my case specifically Hillsong, it, I had to be honest with myself and admitting that I had these people on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And that even though something was done to me, I put myself in no man's land. Yeah. That's real. Because if you can't take responsibility for your part, that's real. You will forever think you're someone, a victim, right? And someone will always be, someone else will always be. You're, to blame. Yeah, you're always pointing the finger yeah. and talking about what somebody else did. Yeah. And until you have the honest conversation with yourself and be like, "All right, well, what did I do wrong?" And in my case, it was like I was expecting way too much mm-hmm. from humans. And because of that, I put myself in harm's way to where I can get hurt. And now I understand pastors are human. No pastor's perfect. Somebody's going to always offend you. But the ability in having a conversation and reconciling that relationship or having some sort of conflict resolution sets the the tone for that relationship. I feel like as pastors... You have to have a sense of conflict resolution. Yeah. Because you need to understand as a pastor, man, I might offend somebody. 
But instead of just saying, well, it's because I ain't perfect, I'm human, and using that as an excuse and a cop-out, actually utilizing conflict resolution in that is being like, all right, in what area, explain to me what I did specifically, and then apologizing for it, yeah. and then show me your perspective. Yeah. Instead of leading with your perspective just to offset what I said, right. and then it becomes into a back and forth. Right. And, and it's my job as a volunteer or as a staff member or as a follower and a person who co- contributes to this organization to understand my past is not perfect. Yeah. And I need to be mature enough to come to him or to her whenever something bothers me. That's good. And to be honest about it. That's good. And not sugarcoat it and be like, hey, I know this may not be your intention, but this made me feel some type of way because X, Y, Z. And then proceed from there. That's good. I would say for that individual, um, just to kind of add on to that, therapy, Mm. therapy works wonders. And especially in the black community, Therapy is such a taboo thing. It's such a, like, uh, that's what crazy people do. You know, that's for the crazy people. That's for the sick people. people. But but honestly, like, therapy helps. Like, God, I feel like God didn't create the profession for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel like there are tools that you can use that you can develop in therapy that that will allow you to um see things in a way that maybe you hadn't thought about before maybe it maybe therapy will bring you to see it from your offender's perspective you know what i'm saying like it's we always tend to demonize a person when something happens to us or when we feel offended and not necessarily understanding that this is a human being that's acting out of their own thought processes, just like you are a human being that operates out of your own thought process as well. So therapy helps. And if you are someone who is consistently finding yourself in church hurt, like, me, for example, like, my church growing up, it was a scandal. Um, then to come into Hillsong, and it's a scandal. And then, like, this recent church that I've kind of been um, involved in, it's been some scandalous things going on as well. So it's just kind of like therapy allows me to to take the accountability that you were talking about, take mm-hmm. into take into the accountability that I had a part to play, but also give me perspective so that I can in turn show forgiveness to this person. It's like, okay, you know what? This was not an intentional act. This person was acting out of, out of what they knew how to do. Mm-hmm. And in response to that, I can now show grace to this individual because they were operating in their humanity. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I would um, say would to help overcome church hurt, and this is something that may take time, um, but honestly, Preston Perry said this um, in a, one of their podcasts, and I'm gonna take it and I and I use it because it helped me. Shout out to the Perrys. 
I know we said it to the other podcast. Jackie, we love you. Preston, we love y'all, okay? If y'all want to get on the podcast, like, give us a shout out, okay? But um, he said it perfectly. A good way that God uses um, to get over church hurt is to get back in church and serve. You know what I'm saying? It It may take time. You know what I'm saying? It may take time. And you may not be ready to serve in that specific area. You know what I mean? Like, if I were to go back into church and serve, I might pick the children's ministry. Or I might choose something like an usher. You know what I'm saying? Like, where I'm still serving, I'm still giving um, my service to the church, to the bride of Christ. But I'm also, like, taking the time that I need to 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 heal. Yep. You know what I mean? Because this overcoming church hurt requires healing. Yep. And there's healing that needs to be done, whether it's healing your perspective or healing your heart yeah. or healing your, your mind, you know what I'm saying, or letting go of anger. There's things that still need to be done, but you can still serve and, and, and do what God has called you to do as far as being, serv- being of service to his bride mm-hmm. and still go through that healing process. You know what I mean? There is a duality I feel that really helps um, when you when you get yourself fully submersed into a situation. I feel like there's a duality where two things can still be true. Like, yeah. yes, I'm serving and I'm still hurt. And so I'm, you know, what I'm saying like, yes, God is still using me in this way, and I'm still being healed. Um, you know, you're like, yes, there's still a little bit of resentment towards this individual. But at the same time, like, I'm okay, you know? So I feel like those two things um, helped me tremendously in just therapy for sure, but just in making sure that, like, you know, I'm seeing this individual rightly. Yeah. And in seeing this person rightly, I can interact with them and show love and grace and forgiveness to this individual the way as God has called me to do, you know? So, yeah. I think I think that's it. That was the last question. That's the you, last one? Yeah. Cool. How you feeling? I feel good. I think this got to be the first episode. I think so. And we said we weren't going to be before you long, but it got good, y'all. It got, it got good. And that's uh, the, and, and that's the, be- that's the beauty it. of it. We we <laughs> we just come in and we have somewhat of an outline. I think that's what's so great about what we do. It's not scripted. Yeah. And these are genuine thoughts. Real time thoughts, real time conversations. Yeah. Yes. Like we're not trying to put a front up. It's just like, hey, like let's kind of come in here with uh some sense of direction and then just see where it goes from there. And um this was good. This yeah, this is gonna this be the was first. Good. This gotta be the first episode. I'm down with that. Since it's the first episode, thank you and welcome to the 52 podcast, the 52 Woo! family. We appreciate y'all for being here. First episode wrapped and in the books uh, with Demarie, the Demarie Williams. Um, <laughs> everybody, if you haven't followed us, make sure you follow this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, um, so you can keep up with all the new content coming up. Follow us on IG at 52 Dallas. And also, if you have been following us or if you have yet to find this out, we are doing a documentary. Uh, This documentary was initially done in 2016. We talked about it um, uh, in a couple of uh, other episodes and you can kind of 
go in and see that later on down the line. But this documentary is about pretty much being a creative in the industry and uh, being a believer. And where does that line, uh, where, the, where that line gets drawn in the sand on what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And I had the great opportunity to go sit down with some amazing people and have <laughs> and uh, have some dope conversations. Um, oh, I can't wait for it to get out. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be gonna it's going to be dope. Y'all going to be gagging. OK, it's going to be dope. I'm super excited. So if you want to help us f- do this film, finish this film, you can go to Seed and Spark and look up 52 films and you can help us by getting this thing funded. So yes. um, you can either go there or Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, 52 Films. Um, either way, your contribution is appreciated, whether you're praying or giving your money. So we love you guys. We thank you for everything and send nothing but peace, love, positivity, extra creativity, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.